This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The following is a presentation of A's Cast, your free 24-7 nonstop destination for A's baseball. time for the A's Clubhouse Show. And welcome back to the Coliseum where the A's will live to see tomorrow as the A's beat the White Sox 5-3. But man, it was scary in the ninth inning. The A's had a 5-0 lead going to the eighth and uh, Chris Bassett was dominant. And he was just lights out. But uh, with the pitch count mounting and Hendricks throwing in the bullpen, he allowed the base hit to Tim Anderson leading off in the eighth. And then Hendricks came on and by the time Liam left the game, in the ninth inning, he had thrown 49 pitches, and the White Sox had made it a 5-3 to three game after Diekman walked in a run as he walked the first battery face. That was uh, Yasmani Grandal. And then with one of the most feared hitters in baseball, Jose Abreu at the plate, and the tying run at second base, the go-ahead run at first. Abreu grounds out to second base to Nate Orff, and we'd like to find out what happened if there was something up with Tommy Lastello or if that was just a defensive move to get Orff in the game for the ninth inning. Um, whatever the reasons, the A's had hung on and hung on like by a fingernail in the ninth inning with the A's winning at 5-3. to three. Now the A's and the White Sox with the drama of the winner-take-all game tomorrow, which starts at 12-10. Uh, the A's have yet to announce their pitching plans, and we're going to kind of monitor Bob Melvin and his press conference down below to see if he'll make an announcement. Uh, Reminder that this is the A's Clubhouse Show. It's presented by Budweiser. Legendary moments for a legendary logger. This Bud's for you. When we come back, Chris Townsend will pick up the coverage. We'll be back right after this. Your Oakland A's are in the postseason. And drilled to left. Way back. Yastrzemski will turn and watch. And the A's have tied it up on a ninth inning grand slam by Stephen Piscotti. Do you believe that? And a wild card series against the White Sox is upon us. Hit in the air in a deep left field. He's done it again. Jose Abreu is some kind of locked in. Join A's Cast Live each day three hours before first pitch to get you ready for the series. In-depth analysis, live guests, and more. Then, join us for the A's Total Access pregame show, your destination for wall-to-wall A's coverage leading up to first pitch. Be there for every pitch with Ken Korak, Vince Catronio, and Ray Fossey on A's cast and the A's radio network as the A's take on the Southsiders. After the game, keep it locked in for A's Clubhouse and A's Talk with Chris Townsend. The Wild Card Series is here, and it's time to rep the town with your Oakland A's. This is A's Clubhouse. That's right. It is the A's Clubhouse show. Ken Korak joins me from the Coliseum. And I'm going to be honest with you, Ken. My phone literally is blowing up right now. And I'm at a point. Stop texting me. I don't want to hear it. All I care about is that they got to win. That's all I care about. you got to realize 
This team was in such a playoff funk and in their own heads year after year. Finally, to break the spell, to have the dark cloud go away, was it probably was some wild stuff was going to happen. But the bottom line is, it's gone, Ken. We don't have to talk about it anymore. We don't have to give those numbers anymore. They've won a playoff game, and they've won an elimination game. And they need to win a winner-take-all game, and that'll be coming up tomorrow. And, you know, they, they played a good ball game today, and Chris Bassett was sensational, and Liam Hendricks came on in the eighth inning, and as we said during the course of the broadcast, he was going to pitch today one way or the other because he just hadn't been working that much. And, you know, the A's were trying to get two innings from him, which really is not that unusual in a postseason scenario, especially because he didn't pitch yesterday. And he's so durable, he should be able to pitch tomorrow. It just didn't work out for Liam. And this is a very good club that the White Sox have, Chris. I mean, these guys can rake. I mean, there was a reason that they were number two in the American League and runs scored, led the league in home runs. I mean, it was a tough outing for Liam. And, you know, Jake Diekman came through and got the ground ball. But uh, the A's broke out offensively early. They didn't do anything at all. It's one of those games that's kind of scary when you stop hitting. And the A's had just one hit after the fourth inning and no hits beginning with the sixth today, Chris. So you kind of give a club that's a good offensive team the chance to come back. But uh, Bassett was great. And the A's did hit the two home runs. And, uh, you know, it was a good ball game for the A's. And now, I mean, this, they, they had to get this one or, this, or it was time for a, you know, a tea time somewhere for this ball club. So they've got the shot tomorrow and they're undecided, I guess, on the the pitcher. I, Susan Slusser had tweeted and Vince had just mentioned that Bo Mel had told the media that they're going to meet about it, that Bo Mel will talk to the members of the front office and uh, try to nail down uh, the starting pitcher for tomorrow. Because are you going to have the gall to start a left-hander against a team that already beat your wonder kid and they're 15-0 and against left-handed pitching this year. Yeah, and Mike Fires has had a great run for the A's in two and a half years. And like we said, he pitched, uh, you know, two games. He didn't throw complete games, but he got deep into both games against the White Sox a year ago and did not give up a run. But, you know, we'll, we'll see what the decision that uh, they come up with. And, uh, I mean, there's nothing better. And this is, this is kind of the nature of the postseason this year, Chris. This is just the first round. Yeah, <laughs> You know, you've got to win three rounds just to get to the World Series. And here we are with all the marbles and everything on the table in tomorrow's game. So that's what you want. If you're a player, you want this opportunity tomorrow. Were you able to follow all the games while you're doing the play-by-play? Well, I kind of, yeah. I mean, trying to keep up to, uh, up to date on everything. Uh, yeah, I've got my little iPad here with uh, kind of the, the scoreboard from around baseball and Pitching prevailed today, except in a couple of the series. But that, you know, what it was the was it the Reds and the Braves went to the 13th inning and finally wound up one nothing Atlanta, right? It was crazy. I mean, mean, even though the Twins are going home, it was it was two wild games. I mean, I know there's people out there that don't like the idea of a tournament, but this is what tournaments do. They they give you so much excitement as a fan, and the action is just everywhere. I was actually I was on that ESPN uh, Plus where they're doing like the red zone, and they're going and you can see every game in different boxes, and it's like the action is just it, it, it's incredible. Let's go over some highlights. It's like, it's like the NC2A tournament, right? Yeah, right. I mean, how much do we love that? 
But like I said on the broadcast, if the baseball gods are watching, maybe they're going to try to set up the A's against the Astros on Monday at Dodger Stadium. We know the Astros are going to be there. Oh, boy, that would be so good. But that's definitely the cart before the horse. All right, let's go over some highlights because we got some highlights to play today. And how about the A's finally getting it going in the first inning with Matt Olson? Here's the pitch with the bases loaded. Swung on a ground ball to the hole to his left, and it gets away from Madrigal. It rolls into right field. One run is in. Two runs are going to score, and the A's take a 2-0 lead. Lestella scored from third behind him. Lariano from second. Pinder goes to second. The A's have the early lead. Second baseman Madrigal going to his left. Had a play on that ball, Ray. Couldn't yep. play it. Kind of boxed it. The ball went behind him and rolled into right. And just watch the replay. It hits the back lip. The lip on the back of the infield. Bop right there. That's right. And it hit it. Popped it up over his glove. And I don't care if it's a hit or an error. It's two runs for the A's. The heck with the statistics. That was a tough error. Tough chance because, you know, watching it with the naked eye, it looked like he just reached out the glove and missed it. But then, as Ray said, and watching the replay, it, it was a tough chance. You know, it hits the lip and it pops up and it becomes a, a much tougher play. And Marcus Simeon finally squares one up. Now, and here's Simeon. Fly to right. A's lead 2-0. Marcus hits a deep drive in the center. Robert going back to the track. He'll turn and watch it fly. And the A's have doubled their lead on a center field home run by Simeon. And it's 4-0 A's in the second. A line smash about 30 feet left or straightaway center field. And you need the primetime guys to start feeling it, Ken, if you're going to go on this run. No doubt. And, you know, Marcus came through big there, and we had asked uh, the skipper on the manager show if he thought that Chris Davis might be a pick to click today. And he turned out to be, right? Well, he definitely did. But first, let's play this defensive play in the third inning. Wilcotta switch hitter batting left, and a changeup lifts to left center field in the gap. On the run back is Cannon to the wall. Jumps at the wall. He's got it. A Joe Rudy-type catch against the wall. Trying to double off the trailing runner, Anderson. He just gets back in time. What a play by Mark Canna, scaling the padding in left center field. A play that would make Joe Rudy smile. Wow. Definitely one of the plays of the game now that you see that, how this game ended up. The, that, sorry, Chris, I'm sorry. That was the play of the game. It turned the game around. You know, if he doesn't make that play, the White Sox have a run. There's probably second and third or maybe two runs on the play, and they're right back in the game. So great call by Vince with the Joe Rudy reference. And one of my best friends texted me right after the play, and he, he just put, uh, you know, two words down. Joe Rudy. So, you know, Vince wasn't the only one reminded of that great catch by Rudy in the World Series in 72. And then you mentioned Chris Davis in the fourth inning. 2-2 pitch driven to left. A play for Garcia. He's going to take a look at it. Will go! Chris Davis bombs one on Keuchel. And he points toward the A's fans out at center field. It's 5-0 Oakland. That would be the last run that they would get. Grandall would hit a two-run shot in the eighth. There would be a, a walk by Diekman to bring in the third run of the game, and it got really scary with Jose Abreu, but this is how the game would end. Outfield this room in left center. 
Infield the pull. Diekman turns, delivers, and Abreu hits a one-hopper to second. Orff has it. Turns, throws the first for the out. It wasn't easy. It wasn't even close to easy in the ninth inning, but the A's have forced a game three. Man, that was a lot of work. Whoa. Man, if your heart's not beating fast in a game like this, a little knot in your stomach, something's wrong. The White Sox leave three in the ninth. And the A's hang on, and they win it by the score of 5-3. to three. And the A's and the White Sox will decide this wild card series tomorrow, just after noon. And maybe it was appropriate that it was Abreu who makes the final out of the game. As good as he is, and Orphan just looked to see, you want me to move over a little bit to the left? They said no. Ball was hit right to him for the final out. That is a great win. Great job of Chris Bassett. Score early. Hang on for dear life. Fasten your seatbelts for tomorrow. Yeah. Final score is five, White Sox three. And two clubs that are in the same boat, Ken. Are you going to go Manaya or are you going to go Fires? Are you going to go Cease or are you going to go Dunning? Well, Cease pitched an inning, so that may not factor in, but... You never you know. It know. Might be, yeah, it might be. Uh, it might be Dunning. You would think it would be. Ronaldo Lopez is not on the roster for the postseason. Have to see how it goes. And and by the way, parenthetically, Chris, it would not be a big moment on A's radio without the Fosse clap. So we got <laughs> we got the Fosse clap on the last out. <laughs> Just want to note that. <laughs> you know, I think because the reason why I brought up Cease is that. I think it could be a tandem start. I could For them, it could be all hands on deck. I know if you go Fires or Manaya, you'd like to see them go a little deeper in the game because you maybe trust them a little more. But I don't know what we're going to see. This is, I mean, it's it's a game three, which is really a game seven. Plus, the A's have Frankie Montas should have him available tomorrow in the bullpen. And that's the reason he was on the roster as the A's carried all six of their starters, including Mike Miner, because, I mean, I think initially we were thinking that there would be no reason for Frankie to be on the roster because he threw, you know, well over 100 pitches here on Sunday. But they feel that he could be a weapon for them in relief tomorrow if they need him. And that's why Frankie's on the roster for this series. And, and you mentioned it, Ken, and you know, we, we've had Liam as you think of all the players we've had on A's Cast Live. We've had basically every A's player. We No one has been on the program more than Liam Hendricks. He, as we say, friend of the program. He tells us all the time, I can throw every day. He still has the build and has the feel of a starter. He can go tomorrow. He is not – I've had people go, he's going to be toast tomorrow. Liam Hendricks will be ready to go tomorrow. Yeah, nobody feels worse about what happened today than Liam because it got too close for comfort and he threw almost 50 pitches. But I agree with you. I echo what you say, and that is that uh, I don't think there's any question that Hendricks will be available tomorrow. And if he is have the lead, he'll be in there in the ninth. Plus – no Wendelkin, obviously he pitched the day before. Uh, yes, Mero Petit. I mean, you start looking at it, you're going to have pretty much all your arms ready to rock. As they say, all hands on deck tomorrow. Why, why don't we get the 5 o'clock game? Well, you know, uh, the only thing good about it, Chris, is that if you can't sleep at night, you're too amped up. You, you might as well play at noon rather than wait until 5 o'clock or 7 o'clock, <laughs> right? <laughs> I guess if you're not going to set, that's what we're going to look at. We, hey, guess what? It's another morning show tomorrow, Ace Cast Live, 8 a.m. Oh, we've been promoting it, man. <laughs> yeah, I thought we've I, been, you know, breakfast with Townie, wall to wall. <laughs> I thought I got out of morning radio years ago. Years ago. They just keep bringing me back.
Well, if they win, they don't play against on Monday. You can take a little time off in your mornings. Really? They have that much time off? Yeah, the division series starts on Monday in L.A., and that's where the like, – we were kind of speculating, what are the Astros going to do? Because they closed out that series in two games today in the Twin Cities. Do they fly right to L.A.? And then they spend – you got four days off if you're the Twins – if you're the, the Astros right now waiting until Monday for the uh, ALDS to begin. I'm not sure if you know this answer, and if you don't, I'm sorry I'm asking it, but because – uh, who was the last player we had on? It might have been Liam. We had JB, JB Wendelkin today. I didn't ask him, though. But they're, like, not in a hard bubble yet. It's kind of a soft bubble. There's some people that come and go. That's what I wonder about the Astros. If it, the Astros are, are in a hard bubble, it's not like you're going to fly back to Houston and be like, all right, everybody go home. I mean, you'd have to go to a no. hotel in Houston. I thought they were in a, in the, the bubble now until the end of the – postseason so i would think the astros would fly to la yeah i mean maybe they would spend the night because they would have the hotel already booked for tonight in the twin cities maybe fly tomorrow they can do it at a leisurely uh, pace but yeah i would think they would go to la and they'll have a hotel waiting for them they can maintain the bubble down there and then work out at dodger stadium getting set for monday yeah that would be you want to talk about having an advantage well, the A's got a play. I mean, I'd get down to L.A. and start working out as, as fast as possible at Dodger Stadium. I've had mixed feelings about that because sometimes a long layoff can hurt a ball club. True. Uh, I really thought in the postseason, now the A's had some injuries. They were decimated on their infield. But the A's swept the Twins in the division series in 06. They had a few days off, three or four days, I think, before they played the Tigers in the ALCS. I think that adversely affected the A's for that series. And I think it affected the Tigers. Would it be 2010? With was it 2000 or 2012 against the Giants? Yeah, they had mm-hmm. the layoff. Yeah, mm-hmm. you don't want yeah. it. Baseball is not a game you want a long layoff. No, and especially because there have been so many stops and starts to the season this year already. All right, Ken, it's going to okay, be buddy. a wild one. Talk to you tomorrow, man. Take care, the great Ken Korak, the voice of fall. The number is 833-625-2278. That's 833-625-2278. We're going to hear from Bowmel. We're going to hear from Bassett. Who do you want tomorrow? I'm going to give you the call. You never know. They might be listening. As an A's fan, who do you want to see take the ball? This is game seven, except it's game three. Winner moves on to L.A., Loser goes home. Now, we can overplay this because in these games, a lot of times there's a quick hook. But let's just say there's not going to be a quick hook. And you're going to put your trust in somebody. That's going to get you because I'm going to come back and read you the numbers. What happens when an A's pitcher goes at least six? What happens when an A's pitcher goes at least five? Guess what? They win. What happened today? Oh, yeah. Deep into the game, you win. It's easy. It's really, really, you got a pitcher that gets on a roll, and you ride him for as long as you can, odds are you're going to win. What a great day for the A's as they take down the Chicago White Sox 5-3 to and force a game three. You're listening to the A's Clubhouse Show right here on A's Cast and the A's Radio Network. NBC Sports California. Your home for postseason baseball as the A's battle their way through October. Join Brody Brazil and Dave Stewart as we follow the A's every step of the way with A's pregame and postgame live. Before and after every postseason game. 
wherever you are. Get all the latest October Quest details, game recaps, features, videos, and more by downloading the My Teams app and going to NBCSportsCalifornia.com/athletics. NBC Sports California is your home for Oakland A's baseball. Some things just go together: peanut butter and jelly, cookies and milk, Oakland and Kaiser Permanente. If that last one caught you off guard, it shouldn't, because Kaiser Permanente has been helping keep Oakland healthy since our very beginning. And as the official healthcare partner of the Oakland A's, that won't be changing anytime soon. Whatever you may need, you can trust Kaiser Permanente to help keep you feeling your best. Kaiser Permanente, thrive. Visit kp.org today. You're working from home. So how do you connect with coworkers and clients? With Ring Central the number one global communication solution for business. Ring Central makes talking, texting, collaborating, and video calls easy. And it's all on one platform. And when we say everyone should be connected, we mean it. It's why we're giving Ring Central free to educators, health providers, and nonprofits. Learn more at ringcentral.com. Welcome to the new Ring Central. The Oakland A's are proud to have joined Rally the Vote, a nonpartisan coalition with When We All Vote, Rise, and professional sports franchises across the country committed to encouraging fans to register to vote and participate in elections. Led by the Sacramento Kings, the coalition includes 35 professional sports teams across Major League Baseball and the NBA, WNBA, NHL, MLS, and NWSL. Visit rallythevote.org for more information to register to vote and to take action today. This is A's Clubhouse. It is the A's Clubhouse show, and it's presented by Budweiser. Legendary moments for a legendary logger. This Bud's for you. Man, I could use a Budweiser right now. Whew. Crazy. Just plain crazy. But you know what? I had a feeling like that's something that was going to have to happen to get this, to finally get that win, the elimination win. I just had a feeling it wasn't, you know. But the thing about that is, does it now clear the heads? All right, we finally got this thing out of the way. We got the win. Let's go on, take these guys tomorrow, and let's get down to L.A. and kick those cheaters' ass, right? Is that the mentality? That's the mentality I'd want to have. Let's take care of business tomorrow against because Giolito is not pitching tomorrow. So whether it's Dunning and then after him they'll bring in I don't even know what they're gonna do. But it's time now to take care of these guys and then go down and let's brawl with the Astros at Dodger Stadium, right? That's the mentality. You just had to get a win today, however you're going to get it, however it worked out, however you got 27 outs, I don't give a you-know-what. Get the win. And that happened. Oh, by the way, just going through the numbers that we go through. By the way, Ace Cast Live, I hope everybody's enjoying. We're on this morning again, uh, 8 a.m., another three-hour show leading up to Ace Total Access. Uh, when an A's starter this year goes at least six innings, the A's are 22-1. and one. That's not a fancy metric. Bill James didn't come up with that. You're not going to, you know, baseball reference, fan graphs, oh, baseball savant. Nope. It's not StatCast. It's not Hawkeye. Now that TrackMan's gone, it's none of that. 
It's not anybody's fancy database. If your starter goes six and he's wearing an A's jersey, the A's are 22-1. and one. And the same thing, they go five innings. They, I mean, at least go five, right? When A's pitchers go at least five, they're now 32-10. and 10. Proof's in the pudding right there. It means your starter's going good. It means you're in the game. And, of course, you play well late in games. And I know people like, oh, God, but Townsend, if the offense, folks, look around. Look around the scores. You think there's a lot of scoring going on? It's the playoffs. A final in 13. Braves 1, Reds 0. There's not a ton. Some games have had some scoring. Some don't. That game was close for a while till Marlins broke it open. You know, the Astros and Twins played low-scoring games. You're going to have to win low-scoring games. Now, it'd be nice to be like the Yankees and put up 12 yesterday. Or the Rays about to put away the Blue Jays as they lead 8-2. to two. But you have to be prepared to be in these low-scoring, grinding games. That's just a reality. All right, let's get out to the phones. We go. Let's go to... Let's go to Tom in Seaside. Tom in Seaside, lead us off today here on the A's Clubhouse Show. How you doing? I'm doing wonderful. Yeah, it's good to see him get that win. Nerve-wracking uh, ninth inning there. Yeah, ner- nerve-wracking eighth and ninth inning. Yeah, it's a tough couple last years, but, you know, can't imagine what it's like being a Twins fan right now. Going down that road, not being able to win in the postseason. That is the worst record, 18 straight losses in the postseason for all four. It's the record for all four major sports leagues, NFL, Major League Baseball, NBA, and NHL. And it's it's just, it's hard to believe because they've had some very good teams with a lot of talent to think you've lost 18 straight postseason games with the kind of talent they've had. That is brutal. Yeah, definitely. Um, as far as tomorrow goes, I'd like to see fires. Um, I just think White Sox are too good against lefties. Well, the the proof is in the pudding. I mean, you look at the numbers, and, and for some reason there's this belief, um, and I've heard it now from inside and I've heard it from the outside about, well, they didn't face a great quality of lefties even though all they do is beat lefties. And that makes me think, huh, so, so, something's not right here. Um, whether, they're, whether you're facing uh, Steve Carlton or Sandy Koufax or not, these guys keep beating lefties. So that's kind of like uh, how many times are you going to beat your head up against the wall? I mean, it, when, when, when Anderson basically said, and thank you for the phone call, Tom, when Anderson said before the game started, Bolton board material. Thank you. Thank you for starting a lefty. Obviously, these guys aren't doing their homework. I mean, that shot's fired, right? You going to have the nerve to start another lefty? Let's go to Gene in Oakland. Gene, you're on the A's Clubhouse Show. 
Gene, are you there? Yeah, I am. Sorry, Tony. No problem. Um, so, yeah, I think it's finally, finally fires time. Uh, just like the previous caller said. I mean, we, uh, you know, Manaya, he had his he had his baptism of fire last year, and maybe he's more mentally prepared to pitch. Probably anxious to pitch, but. Uh, once again, yeah, that that top of that lineup is brutal. I wouldn't take any chances throwing a left-hander up against them. Uh, Fires is he's a cool customer, and uh, you know I know he hasn't had much experience in the postseason, but he has some. And um, I just see him as unflappable, you know. And if he gives up a home run, it's not gonna it's not gonna be the end of the world. We're gonna probably I guess we're gonna face this fella Dunning who. Uh, I just looked up his record. I mean, he had a 12.0 earn run average the last few weeks. I guess he got really got lit up his last time. Earn run average total is like about four. So uh, I'm not well, feeling not too that. threatened he, by he, them. He's had seven starts mm-hmm. with a 3.97 ERA, whip at 1.12. Right. So it's not, I mean, he's not horrible. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, he's not no, Giolito. No. no, no, exactly. I mean, we've. We've we've already faced their best. They don't. They're not deep at pitching, from what I can see. Uh, we just need we need to you know somehow control that 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 top of the lineup. Those top four or five guys, man, they're brutal. It's probably as as tough a group as we've faced. I think all year. Maybe the Padres come to mind, but otherwise, you know, if we, once again, um, I think Fires can handle it. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see Bontas uh, in the game at some point. Uh, you know, since Wendelkin's not available or Petit and Montas really looked, you know, it looked like the old Montas on Sunday. So, um, you know, anyways, I, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling real good about this tomorrow and looking forward to us uh, beating down Houston one more time. Yeah, that uh, wouldn't that. I mean, <laughs> if we can get through this to set up, you want to talk juicy. I mean, this is this is a, it's juicy, right? This has become yeah. this has become two rivals, and it's not because there's a long history. It's not because of two towns or two areas that don't like each other. This is pure hatred mm-hmm. of your cheaters. You cheated us, mm-hmm. and now we want to kick your that's you know right. what? That's 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 the only thing Thanks. this is about. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, uh, it, you know, you have to, you have to wonder if, if we would have won one or even both of the uh, of the divisions the last two years if they'd played by the rules. You know, that'll always be in the back of our minds. Yeah, it's going to be in the back of everybody's mind for a long time. What exactly were they doing? <laughs> Stop telling me it was only yeah. in the World Series year. Uh, you're, you're kidding yourself. Mm-hmm. It didn't happen the last two years. I will never buy that. There's just too much. Too much evidence, too much what people think inside the game and what they hear. And I, I've never heard of anybody just cheats for one year and wins and says, you know what, we're going to stop doing it. That's not how That's not how professional athletes work. It's not like you go, oh, I'm going to cheat. Oh, and I, and I won and I did all this. Oh, I'm now going to stop now. There's no way. Hmm. No, no, you're right. So, um, like I say, when when do they play the first game of the next series? Uh, they win tomorrow. Monday. Clear. According to Ken Korak, oh, which I will believe it's Monday. <clears throat> nice, nice. So we get a little rest and uh, you know recoup. 
bats starting to come alive. Simeon looked really good, and and Chris Davis of all people hit a home I mean, run. Chris Davis you know? hit a home run for God's sakes. I mean, <laughs> I know. Imagine I mean, seriously. that. So that tells you something. Okay, so they they're starting to look like a team of destiny if Chris Davis finally hit a home run. Now, if Olson can get back on uh, on track, we'll we'll start looking real good for. Uh, Going, going well into the uh, postseason and maybe to the World Series. Got to get tomorrow. Got to get tomorrow. Appreciate the mm. phone call, yep. Gene. Dunning is sure. pitched only seven games in his career. Started all seven. That's probably who they're throwing tomorrow. Seven starts in his career all this year. He is 2-0 and with the 3.97 ERA. There you go. 6'4", 225, right-handed pitcher. Who are the A's going to go with? Are you really going to say, you know what, in the end, we're sticking with what we believe and we're going to go with the left-hander? And everybody's going to go. Because that was the, if you listen to A's cast live on Tuesday, that was the one thing all the people outside of the Bay went, why are they doing that? Like, that was the first first text I got Tuesday morning was from my gambling guy down in Vegas who said, why are they starting a left-hander? And he starts sending me all these numbers of what the White Sox do. And what happens? They go from 14-0 to 15-0. You going to test that theory again? That, to me, I kind of fascinating. On how much you believe in what your data says versus what these guys do. They're, this this team's one of the best fastball. It, it's a sm, not a small sample size, but in a shortened season, this is one of the best high-velocity hitting teams in the history of the game since the pitch track era. Now, Manaya is not a big velocity guy. Does that play into it? I don't know. I, I don't know the data the A's have. They they felt their data was they haven't seen someone like Lazardo. No, they had no problem with Lazardo. Let's go to Ben and Pleasant Hill. Ben, you are on the A's Clubhouse show. Ben, are you there? Yeah. Hey, Tony, how you doing? Good. Good. Yeah, that was a hell of a nerve-wracking game. I certainly remember one like that in uh, recent memory. But, uh, man, um, you know, just glad they got the win. I mean, you do it any way you can in the postseason. So, um, but, you know, I I mean, I wonder, and you, you see it you see it every year, and it's, it's a little hard to watch flat baseball. It's when managers will just, and who knows where these decisions are coming from, but managers will do these these moves that we, they would never make in the regular season. It's just, it's annoying sometimes, but they got the win, so I'm not going to harp on it. But uh, but uh, I think, you know, we talked a couple of days ago, I think you got to go with fires now. I mean, you've kicked them in the groin the last two years and, and including this series already, so... It's just, I mean, it, it's just, it just, it just seems like a logical choice. And, 
I don't know. I mean, just just keep it simple. I mean, you 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 you've rolled with him the whole year. He was good this year. He was good last year. He's been good since he got here, especially at the Coliseum. So. So and then if you go with them and lose, it's like well at least at least we at least we went with our top guy. So I hope they I hope they go with them and I hope they hope they move on. But, uh, but yeah, good good win, little little nerve wracking, but uh, hopefully we'll we'll get another one tomorrow. Well, you have no choice. Failure's not an option. Yeah, yeah, right, and. and and you know if you right if 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 you lose that's it but i mean he's i mean i don't know what the aversion is to to starting him it's just it's really it's really baffling he's got to be you know sitting on the bench thinking what have, what have i done to deserve this so i don't know i i hope i hope they go with him but uh you know if if you if you got that much faith in Maniah, boy i hope he hope he proves you right cuz uh i mean he's he's not he's not a number 1 by any means so He's good, but he's not. He's not a. He's not a top guy. So, but, uh, but yeah, you're right. Failure is not an option. They they gotta just just go with, just go with the hot hand for God's sake. I mean, you know, it's just, just keep it simple. And so, um, and hopefully Liam's available tomorrow. That was that's a lot of pitches for your ninth inning guy. So, I don't necessarily agree with that move, but they won, so you know they know more than I do. So, but uh, let's let's just hope they can get a win tomorrow and move on. And, and face the Astros. No, I hear you. Appreciate the phone call. Yeah, I mean, how, how you utilize your back-end guys. The most fascinating, and I had it earlier today in the third inning, at the end of the third inning, my third inning hit, is how the Rays do their business. The Rays brought their closer, the guy who had the most. It's hard to say a closer because everybody gets saves for them. But the guy, let's just say the guy who had the most saves for them, Nick Anderson, he came in yesterday in the seventh with runners on. They had a one nothing lead. They brought their guy who has the most saves in the seventh. Because they viewed that as the most important high-leverage situation. Now, you can agree with it. You can disagree with it. Now, A's fans from yesteryear would agree with it because that's when Raleigh Fingers would come in. Right? That's when, you know, Goose Gossage, these guys came in like that. And he ended up not finishing the game. They had this guy, Pete Fairbanks, who's one of their top prospects. He finished the game. And that's where the note came out. The Rays had 12 different pitchers record a save during the regular season, tying the 1973 Texas Rangers for the most in Major League Baseball since the save became an official stat in 1969. Well, Fairbanks was not there during the regular season, so technically he's number 13. So as we're so used to bring him in in the ninth, well, okay, maybe bring him in in the eighth, but two innings, which that's what was going to happen today, and it kind of blew up. But the Rays don't even look when it comes to, okay, he's our closer, but he'll go two innings. Now they're bringing their guy in the seventh. He's not even going to get to the ninth. We'll have somebody else close it. This is how saves went for them. Six, four, two, 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 and then a bunch of dudes with one. 
they don't designate anybody for anything. It actually is. Uh, it is the wave of the future. Whether you like it or not, I don't know. To me, in the end, just win. You just got to get the victory. However you get it, get it, and move on and go tomorrow. Now it's all about tomorrow. Who are you going to start tomorrow? How are you going to work tomorrow? I mean, you got to have multiple plans, right? Because if the guy gets out to a hot start, who ride that guy. See how long he can take you. Because the numbers show the longer he goes, the better your record is. But if he goes out and he's a little skittish, he's, you know, and he's got ducks on the pond or a couple balls go out, I mean, you may need to be getting guys up. Who's going to be the long guy? Who are you going to trust? If fire starts, is it then Manaya or is it Montas? Because, you know, if you're bringing in a long guy, he's going to be facing righties and lefties. He's got to get it. you got to feel he, he can get you deep back into the game if you've got to pull your starter early. Is it Wendelkin? Yes, Marrow? It is going to be all hands on deck. There's no question. How's the game plan going to work? But it all starts with the guy who takes the ball first. Is it going to be Fires, who has been, by record, dominant at the Coliseum? Sean has thrown the ball well. There is no question about that. How is this thing going to play out? It's going to be fascinating. And don't forget, A's Cast Live starts tomorrow at 8 a.m. Shame on you if you missed today, where we had the Hawk and Fossey on today together. It was just Hawk Harrelson and Ray Fossey, former teammates, talking A's, White Sox, was absolutely classic. Absolutely classic. Okay, if you're listening to a radio station that is going away from us, go to athletics.com slash A's cast. That's athletics.com slash A's cast. We'll continue to take your phone calls. It's the playoffs. I'll be here all day. 833-625-2278. That's 833-625-2278. We'll hear from Bob Melvin. We'll hear from the players. That's all coming up next right here on the A's Clubhouse Show. And, of course, Oh, my God, my computer just refreshed. Hold on, hold on. Everybody, hold on. The A's Clubhouse Show is presented by Budweiser. Legendary moments for a legendary lager. This Bud's for you. The Lexus NX is crafted to take on the modern adventure called life. Alexa, what's the quickest route home? With Amazon Alexa compatibility and the advanced Lexus safety system, the Lexus NX is modern utility for the modern world. Because modern obstacles require modern solutions. See your Northern California Lexus dealer. Amazon Alexa and all related logos are trademarks of Amazon.com Inc. or its affiliates. Not all Amazon Alexa functionality is available for in-vehicle use. Oakland A's baseball. Play ball. You're all in, cheering our A's through every home run, stolen base, and Steerack 3. But when the final out is called, game time doesn't have to be over when you escape to Cash Creek Casino Resort. Cash Creek is just a short drive away for the long-needed break you deserve with our luxury spa, award-winning golf course, amazing restaurants, and, of course, world-class gaming. Cash Creek Casino Resort, proud partner of our Oakland A's. Takes the team on his back. 
This has been the A's Clubhouse Show. Chris Davis with the A's ninth walk-off of the year. A long drive to right center that just kept on going. Thank you for joining this exclusive presentation of Oakland A's Baseball. Cast. Yeah, just trying to look here at Twitter, see if we got any new information. Susan Slesser, who was on A's Cast Live earlier today, I honestly can't imagine why the A's wouldn't go to fires tomorrow with his numbers and the Chicago numbers. He's got good numbers career-wise, but a lot of things have changed with the White Sox. But they've somehow seemed to shut him out of action every other year, so we shall see. It's what a lot of us have talked about. Can you imagine if two straight years you go with Manai over fires and it doesn't work? With what the, the data says about winning and losing? But, you know... Sometimes you you believe in your guys, and you say, you know what? I don't care what their numbers are. I don't care that they're 15-0 against left-handed starting pitching. I'm still going to do what I do. Okay. That'll be interesting. Let's go to Greg in San Luis Obispo. Greg, welcome to the A's Clubhouse Show. Tony. Kraken. What's happening? We all good? I'm not getting blackballed? I, I, why would I blackball you? I'm just teasing. We went at it yesterday. I went back and listened to the phone conversation, and um, it was spirited and it was heated, but I love it. I love the show. I love what you do. And, um, you know, we might have a different opinion on, on, on a few things, but for the most part, I love you because you tell it like it is. And, uh, you know, I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm back on the show, and you know what? Today should be celebrated. What were Great you really worried? You were. You were. Oh, come! Don't get soft on me. Were you worried I was gonna <laughs> blackball you? Are you serious? <laughs> you had me nervous, Townie. You had me nervous. I've only there's one caller, one call, and he's still one of my good callers. There's only one caller I put on timeout, and it was based on language. Oh, that gotcha. was the, that. So gotcha. there was language, and it's like. Hey, man, you can get heated, and we can get heated, but, you know, we got kids that listen, and I can't. You got you got, you got, got to hang out for a while. And then ever since then, we've been good. You don't have to agree with me because, you know what, the only thing that matters is, and I try to tell everybody this, there's only one thing that matters in the end. It's wins and losses. And that's how you're going to be right, and that's how you're going to be wrong. I'm not always going to be right, and, and I'll tell you this. There's – when I'm wrong, I'm glad I'm wrong because that means they, they – because I'm always like, well, this is not working. Well, when I'm wrong, that means the team wins. And in the end, that's all that matters. No, I, I was kind of thinking the same thing. Like, you know what, if, if you're a little bit harsh on a certain game or a certain kind of, uh, you know, losing streak or what have you, you know, prove me wrong because that means usually – you know, like you said, the A's are going to win or, or, or the results are positive. So, no, nah, you know, the whole time out thing I get you, you know, anytime you start dropping cuss words or calling names, you know, you got to have a little more class. And I love the guys too much. Um, even Bob Melvin, you know, they're, they're all class acts. It's an easy team to root for. 
And so sometimes I kind of feel bad that, you know, eh, maybe you're being a little bit too harsh, you know. And I went back and listened to the conversation last night a few times, and I love it. You know, that, that's what makes these shows great. That's what makes you great. You know, the guys that screen your phone calls, they're great. Um, I'm A's cast for life, brother. And uh, Wait, hey, great. Remember, know, I, wasn't, I wasn't too worried about it. I, I set this show up a long time ago, like on four different stations. We've been on so many freaking stations. I I, I, I set this up. Well, I don't even remember what station it was. It was originally on 860 a long time ago. Um, I set it up for you guys. It's for you, the callers, to call in. And when you're happy, when you're sad, when you're angry, this show is for the callers. That's who it's for. It's it's a it's a beautiful thing. You know, it's it's so unique. And the fact that I can get it down here in San Luis, by the way, it's 106 in San Luis today. So people are freaking out down here because we don't got air conditioning at 75 degrees all year round. So, you know, the A's won. Everyone's hot, freaking out. I mean, what a day it was. What, just, a, just an awesome game, man. I, I couldn't be more thrilled. One thought I had for you, and I don't know if you've heard yet, the situation with LaStella, you, that was a little puzzling. Obviously, if he's hurt, you got to get somebody in there. Um, is there any word on what's going on with Tommy? I, you know what? We have the Bob Melvin show, but after games like this, I want to get to you guys. Um, I haven't seen on Twitter yet. I'm sure Bob was asked about it, and we will play the Bob Melvin show once we get through a lot of these calls, but I'm not seeing uh, from the beat writers anything on Twitter yet, but hopefully Bob will address it, and I have to believe they asked him about it. Yeah, you know, in the, in the post-game interview yesterday, one of the reporters brought it up to Melvin about the left-handed situation and how good the White Sox are against lefties. And it kind of sounded like, I don't want to say he was hedging, but it kind of sounded like that's going to factor in the decision. So I'm not going to be shocked if Fires gets the ball tomorrow. And, and I hope he does. You know, again, it's, it's one of those things where Manea has been hot. He's been strong. You know, kind of this, this you know, kind of post uh, the A's lockdown the week they were out. Manea has been great since he's came back from that. But, um, you know, I, I'm not going to be surprised tomorrow if Fires get the ball, and I hope that he does. Yeah, he's earned it. I mean, that's the one thing, and, sure and, and, and nothing against Sean. Um, he's earned it. And if things, things go bad out there tomorrow, I'll wear it and say mm-hmm. I was completely wrong. But for me, the way he has pitched, what he's done for this organization, how he's won games, how they win when he starts – he, he, you know, there's something calming about a veteran guy who you believe in. And I just wonder if we privately pulled these guys away because they know they're not stupid. They go out there and play and they win when he's out on the mound and just say, how do you guys feel about fires never getting a playoff start? I would be and, and, and I can't do that because I'm not normally I would do that, but I'm not allowed at the stadium. So um, I, I would be very curious to to see how some of these guys would, if they would open up and go, yeah, I kind of think it's bogus. I'd be very interested to see what their reaction would be. That's one question I want to answer. I'm with you on that. And, and hopefully that, you know, someday, hopefully fires gets a shot. Cause I, you know, like you said, he's, he's earned it. He's great at the Coliseum. The other question I got for you is, and I was arguing with a, with a fan kind of, the, kind of the same argument that me and you had yesterday. And this fan had said, and again, I, I can't confirm you this, but this fan had said that Susan Slusser reported that the, the, the decision to start Lazardo yesterday came straight from Billy Bean. Now, can that be confirmed, or is that just kind of like, you know, we talk about the organizational decisions and how the GM works and, and kind of the, you know, the new era of baseball, which I totally agree with. But I kind of want to hear a source, and I want to hear the facts. You know, if Bob Melvin came right out, and one of these reporters asked him, who made the decision? Who made the decision? You know, is there a way that we could confirm that? Because, I, again, I don't know if, if Sluster said that. That's what a fan said was reported, that she had got word 
that that decision to start Jesus came straight from Billy Bean. Well, who reported? You know, what's your take it? on that? Who reported it? A fan said that, that that she had put that on Twitter that that the decision to start Jesus Lozardo came straight from Billy Bean. Again, I don't know if she said that. That's just one of the fans that I was arguing with yesterday said in, in kind of a comeback to me was, "Oh, you can't blame Bob Melvin because Susan Slusser reported that the decision came straight from Billy Bean." Again, I don't know if she said that. I'm not a big Twitter guy. You know, I do a little bit of social media. Um, but if she did report that, my question is, who'd that come from? You know, who's the source? I don't know who the source is. I'm looking. Uh, I'm looking at her Twitter account right now, and I don't see anything on there that says that. Okay. Again, it could have just been a knucklehead fan that was. You know, we were in a kind of a, a debate, me and this fan, about you know, same thing we were kind of arguing about yesterday. So, but, but it's you know, going to be again. It, it, put it this way. Here's the best way to explain it. You know, in your household, you got your wife, you got your kids. And there's decisions that need to be made. And you're going to have a group discussion about it. You know, there's going to be input from the front office. And the front office is just not Billy Bean and just not David Forrest. And the coaching staff just isn't the manager, Bob Melvin. There's Scott Emerson. I mean, there's a lot that goes into this on what different people feel, what the data says, about not only your pitcher, this isn't like the old days where Tommy Lasorda ran everything. I mean, there's you have the data on the other team, you have the data on your team and your pitcher, and they're going to get together as a group. And, and you know, sometimes you know, probably the best way to put it was how Joe Lacob would talk about decisions the Warriors would make. And, like, should they trade Clay Thompson, which seems ridiculous now, but years ago they had that discussion. There were some people in the room that said, yes, trade Clay Thompson. Then there was other people in the room who said no. But Joe Lacob said the greatest thing is is that we can all check our ego at the door and make the right decisions for the Golden State Warriors that help lead them to championships. And I believe the same thing happens with the A's. Do things get heated in that room? You bet they do. But in the end, everybody has to do what's best for the Oakland A's. But not one person is walking in going, we're doing this, you know, because there's going to be people who are going to fight you for it. If you're going to say it's a group effort, right. then we got to have a group conversation. Hey, appreciate the phone call. You'll never be banned. Thanks, Tony. I can't wait till tomorrow when we're celebrating the A's moving on, brother. Thank you. Perfect. Let's go to Steve and Folsom. Steve and Folsom, you're on the A's Clubhouse Show. Steve, are you there? I'm here. Go ahead, Steve. Hey, it's Dion Folsom. Hey, I just want to say what a great game by Bassett today. <clears throat> he uh, he's just been rocking all September. I got a nickname for him. He's the Bassett Hound of September. And I hope if Billy Bean's listening, he'll use him in October when we get past uh, these guys tomorrow. I, I have a feeling we'll get the win tomorrow. Um, I, I would start Manaya tomorrow i think he's he's had playoff history he was ready to go last year i thought he should have started him in that one game playing and i i think he's ready to go just have bassett ready to go too you mean have fires ready to go i'm, I'm sorry i have fires ready to go tomorrow. well manaya did pitch the wild card last year well i think he's ready to roll again here i yeah. I, I would i would get him going yeah 
So just anyway, shout out to this program. I listen to it every day. If you're not, if you're an A's fan, you're not listening to this program, tune it in. I mean, you get three hours of A's broadcasting before the game even starts. Shout out to my son, Easton, who's listening for his first time. If I finally talked him into getting this, getting the show on his, on his phone. So, <laughs> and all my other friends I've been telling, get on A's cast. But, uh, Hey, by the yeah, way, I, I think, hey, ha- how he's... hot is it up in Folsom right now? Uh, it's like 96, 98. Oh, that's you know, not it, bad. It, it, feels, it, it feels good with an A's win. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, that's not bad. smoke in the air, but it feels good. That's not bad. It's Steve, we got a lot, they... of, lot of A's fans. A lot of A's fans up here are disappointed we don't have the, the River Cats anymore, but there's a lot of A's fans up here. Yeah, you know, that's the thing. I, and, and having talked to people with the River Cats, because when the A's were with the River Cats, they used to win a lot, and they don't win as much as they used yep. to, and that's kind of sad. Yep, well, it's because, you know, it, yeah, it's, it's a Giants thing. <laughs> when the Giants came in there, they, start, they started losing, but uh, – you know, it's it's nice to have a local team, but there's a lot of A's fans up here that travel down to the Coliseum. We can't wait to get past this COVID thing so we can be in. I tell you, I feel like sneaking in with a cardboard cutout dressed up at one tomorrow to get in tomorrow's game, but that probably won't happen. <laughs> can you imagine? That would be one of the great. That would be hilarious if you could sneak in as a cardboard cutout and no one have any idea and you'd be like the only fan in the stands. Yeah, I'm going to go buy a refrigerator tonight so I get enough cardboard to sneak in there. <laughs> maybe, you can pay, maybe you can pay off the security for me so I can get in the first gate. Now, just sit real quietly until uh, we win, and I'm going up and down. Uh, Steve, that's beautiful. Thank you so much for the call and the kind words. You bet. Bye-bye. That's hilarious. I mean, would they even notice? There, I mean, there's so many cardboard cutouts. If you're like down the line somewhere and you just kind of like had a cardboard cut out and you're just, you know, put, put like holes through the, where the eyes would be. And you're just watching the game through the cardboard cut out. Would they even know? I'm not encouraging anything. Scratch that. I did not even mention that. Andrea and Berkeley, how are we looking for tomorrow? Andrea, are you there? Yeah, I sure am. I asked, how are we looking for tomorrow? Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry, County. I was multitasking, not doing a very good job of it. Check it out, County. There's the full moon tomorrow. How about that? Okay, so how does a full moon affect a 12.08 first pitch? Yeah, the full moon is at 2.05 p.m., sun in Libra, full moon in Aries, time of culmination, Full harvest moon. It's a blue moon, which means there's two full moons in the month. Get ready for this. The next full moon is on Halloween. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. The universe has quite a sense of timing here. So I I like our chances. I like the full moon being a time of culmination. Um, You know, I I just, June, you know, October 1st, a fire's. June 1586. Curiously, I thought that sounded familiar. Tim Linscombe uh, was June 1584. And like you said, all hands on deck. You got Manaya, Montos, you know, whoever is needed to be there. Um, but I think it's fine to start with fires. You know, why not? That would be, you know, something to begin with. And um, little, you know, worried about um, Hendrix. He was used a lot today, but we'll play it by ear. What do you think? I think he's a bull. I okay. every everything he's ever told me is I can pitch. He said I can pitch every day. 
I mean, this is a guy right. that I don't think people understand. This is a guy that plays extreme long toss every day. He's throwing mm-hmm. every day. He's built to throw multiple innings, multiple days. We now treat these guys like flower petals. It's unbelievable. Mm. He is going to be fine. Everything I know about him as an athlete, he's going to be fine. And not only is he going to be fine, he's going to want the ball tomorrow. Right, right, yeah. Okay, good to know. He's another Aquarius-like fires. And, uh, hey, glad to see my Virgo birthday twin, Simeon, hit his home run. And Chris Davis, that would be nice if he gets hot at the right time. And that was cool. I didn't know they allowed some wives and uh, kids in the stands. It was nice to see uh, Simeon's partner, Tara, kind of cheer him on. By the way... Uh-huh. We could have a full moon on Halloween, but, I mean, like in my area, I don't even, you know, we're, we're Santa Clara County is just locked down city. I, I don't even know if we're going to have trick-or-treating. Right, but you'll still feel the energies of the full moon, you know, whatever you may decide to do, maybe something more low-key with the kids. But, you know, there'll still be the energies out there, and, and it is a time of culmination. So we got, you know, October 1st, culmination, game three. Couldn't ask for more timing from the baseball gods and goddesses. We just need some divine intervention. And then uh, Halloween, we have um, a full moon. So it's known as a blue moon when there's two full moons in one month. And tomorrow is known as the harvest moon, which is the full moon right after uh, fall equinox. Well, don't you worry about my house. My house is fully decked out in the front for Halloween. I got skeletons, I got tombstones, I got graves, I got cobwebs cover the whole house. I got my kids love it, so I go all out because my my wife won't let me go all out for Christmas, so Halloween's my time. Oh, great! Yeah, one of my favorite uh, holidays as well. Nice, something to definitely look forward to. And the World Series, uh, I think, should be over by then, right? Uh, yeah the the game seven of the World Series, I believe. I believe would be October 28th, but don't. 28th. Oh. I think it's the 20th. Last time I looked at the schedule, but I haven't looked in a while. I think the last day of the world, if it, if it goes seven, would be October 28th. Oh, I think that's Bob Melvin and Dave Cavill's birthday. How about that for timing? They have the same birthday? Yeah, they sure do. Different years, but same birthday. Yeah. That is very good A's knowledge right there. Yes, well, I have a lot of Virgo details. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, they got to win tomorrow. Are they winning tomorrow? Is it in the charts? Yeah, I'm thinking good thoughts. I really think, you know, if they, they won today, and uh, I'm liking their chances, and a full moon, as I said, is a time of culmination, and they work long and hard to get to this point. So I'm thinking good thoughts, and, uh, you know, just don't leave the pitchers in too long if they're struggling. I, I like what you said about all hands on deck. All right, call me tomorrow if they win. Yes, win, lose, or draw, my friends. You are the best. That's my astrologer right there. Where else do you get this kind of information? We give you information. We give you analytics. We give you astrology. We give you everything here. We got it covered. That's how we rock here on the A's Clubhouse Show. We'll continue to take your phone calls. I mean, come on. It's the end of the season. You got to win 13 games. To win the World Series, 13 for the ring. Don't forget that. One down, 12 to go.
The number is 833-625-2278. That is 833-625-2278. And I keep losing my Budweiser sponsor. Why do I keep? The A's Clubhouse Show, of course, is brought to you by Budweiser. We'll continue to take your phone calls. You'll hear from Bob Melvin and the players all coming up right here on the A's Clubhouse Show. Oakland A's baseball. Play ball. You're all in, cheering our A's through every home run, stolen base, and Steerack 3. But when the final out is called, game time doesn't have to be over when you escape to Cash Creek Casino Resort. Cash Creek is just a short drive away for the long-needed break you deserve with our luxury spa, award-winning golf course, amazing restaurants, and, of course, world-class gaming. Cash Creek Casino Resort, proud partner of our Oakland A's. Looking to stay up to date on all things A's? Head over to athletics.com slash A's cast. That's athletics.com slash A's cast to listen to A's baseball and full 24-7 coverage of the A's only on A's cast. With a single click, you can stream great shows, live pre and post game coverage, and of course, all the great action of the A's this season. Head to athletics.com slash A's cast today. Dealing with a toddler can be tough. Okay, really tough. Now imagine that toddler at your doctor's appointment with you, the same toddler that hugs everyone he sees. Now imagine being able to see your doctor live, in person, from the comfort of your living room. Video visits with your doctor with no copay. Another way Kaiser Permanente brings you quality care so you can thrive. Learn more at kp.org. Appointments is available and appropriate. Some plans may require cost sharing. The Lexus NX is crafted to take on the modern adventure called life. Alexa, what's the quickest route home? With Amazon Alexa compatibility and the advanced Lexus safety system, the Lexus NX is modern utility for the modern world because modern obstacles require modern solutions. See your Northern California Lexus dealer. Amazon Alexa and all related logos are trademarks of Amazon.com Inc. or its affiliates. Not all Amazon Alexa functionality is available for in-vehicle use. To reduce the risk of wildfires, PG&E may proactively turn off power when severe weather is forecast. Here are four ways to prepare before a power shutoff. Update your contact information at pge.com slash mywildfirealerts so we can reach you. Plan for medical needs like medications that need to be refrigerated or devices that require power. Pack or restock your emergency supply kit. Ensure backup power sources are safe to operate. To learn more, visit safetyactioncenter.pge.com. Want a more exciting checking account? First United Credit Union is swinging for the fences with a free rewards checking account. As a local not-for-profit financial institution, First United Credit Union is giving you no monthly fee, no minimum balance, pays interest, and earns up to double points on a Visa rewards card. Redeem points for gift cards, travel, merchandise, even cash. Better yet, for a limited time, they'll give you $100 to open an account and use it. Open an account online or at any of their East Bay branches. Visit firstunitedcu.org forward slash athletics for details. Insured by NCU your Oakland A's are in the postseason. And drilled to left, way back. Yastrzemski will turn and watch, and the A's have tied it up on a ninth-inning grand slam by Stephen Piscotty. Do you believe that? And a wild card series against the White Sox is upon us. Hit in the air in a deep left field. He's done it again. Jose Abreu is some kind of locked in. Join A's Cast Live each day three hours before first pitch to get you ready for the series. In-depth analysis, live guests, and more. 
Then join us for the A's Total Access pregame show, your destination for wall-to-wall A's coverage leading up to first pitch. Be there for every pitch with Ken Korak, Vince Catronio, and Ray Fossey on A's cast and the A's radio network as the A's take on the Southsiders. After the game, keep it locked in for A's Clubhouse and A's Talk with Chris Townsend. The wild card series is here, and it's time to rep the town with your Oakland A's. You're listening to the A's Clubhouse Show. It is the A's Clubhouse Show, and we're going to take your phone calls. I got my situation squared away now. This is the A's Clubhouse Show, presented by Budweiser. Legendary moments for a legendary logger. This Bud's for you. All righty, out to the callers we go. William in Visalia. We head to Visalia. How you doing, William? Oh, I'm on cloud nine. We won today, and Ray Fossey referenced me, even though he didn't like me. <laughs> really? When was that? That's your pregame. He's all, I don't like that guy with the 97 uh, curse. That's not good at all, right, before, before he left you, before the game. Oh. Well, you got love from Ray Fossey. I love it. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I'm thinking we go with fires, man, because like that's what the fans want, and he's your most reliable guy. Because you know, there's not a phrase that said like, Mike Fires falls apart in the fourth inning, or like Mike Fires not looking like he did at the beginning of the season. You know what I mean? Like, or that Mike Fires is scuffle. You don't hear any of those. I think he is your most reliable, resilient clutch guy to go with the numbers show it fans want it i say you just go with fires yeah what i don't like is if 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 you have once again athletes are creatures of habit and if everybody knew okay you're one you're two you're three and then now what are you going to do you're going to make the decision after the game and then we're going to do well they're all together now i guess because they're in the bubble but what, Scott Emerson's going to text either Manai or Fires, hey, you're the guy going. Uh, it would have been better to have the guy already know he was going to be third in line, so he's already mentally – he should be already mentally preparing for it, but if you don't know, you're not preparing as well as you could. The human brain is a, a very it, – it's very interesting, especially when you're dealing with athletics – I would have liked the guy to yeah. have already known days ago that he'd be the third guy versus the day before the start after game two. Well, yeah, with that being the case, you really want to go with Fires because, you know, he's the veteran guy, and I think he could handle that a lot better than Montas or Manaya. I mean, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it's not going to be Frankie uh, Montas will only come in and, and – You know what? I Frankie, I want to say, will only come in – <laughs> in relief, but hell, you don't know. You don't know what any kind of crazy decisions these uh, franchises will make. You know, I mean, what if they so said are you they know? Considering uh, minor? No. No, oh, okay. no, 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 so, no, no. So it's between Manai and Fires, then. Yeah. So I mean, if you think about it, Frankie, okay. Frankie threw on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Eh? What if they came out and said, we're going to throw yeah. Frankie for the first two? I mean, anything, any crazy thing could happen. Who knows? 
Yeah, and like I said before, you know, if you just go on giving yourself the best chance to win, Fire's best chance to win is in the Oakland Coliseum, like, isn't it? For the whole playoffs, like, that's his best chance is the Oakland Coliseum, like, if you want to utilize him to the max effort. There's no doubt his record at the Coliseum speaks for itself. Hey, thank you for the phone call, and congratulations, uh, Ray Fossey blowing you up. Yeah. Woo! <laughs> Take care, William. Let's go all the way out to Virginia. Mike in Virginia, welcome to the A's Clubhouse Show. Hey, this is Mike from Haymarket, Virginia. How are you doing this evening? I'm doing well. I, I'm impressed. Virginia, awesome. Well, my last duty station was uh, Afghanistan, but uh, the, um, you know, with the phone delays and everything else, uh, phone call wasn't, wasn't going to work. But it works out a lot better from here. No doubt. Welcome back. <laughs> Thank you. I've, I've been out for, for a couple of years. But anyway, uh, I had a, uh, a couple of comments and an opinion. Uh, comment number one. I don't know if anyone has mentioned it earlier or not in your show, but Chris Bassett pitched angry. He just, he was just absolutely lights out, like totally focused, laser focused, concentrated. Uh, he looked like he could go another seven innings the way he was pitching today. Uh, phenomenal. Um, I don't get to see the A's very often, but I was very, very impressed with, uh, his, uh, selection and I mean it looked like he could put the ball wherever he wanted and had Chicago off balance all game long um, second comment Mark Canna's catch out in the left center that was a work of art that was <laughs> that was phenomenal <laughs> um, I've never other than Joe Rudy in the I think it was the 72 World Series yeah uh, I, I don't think I've seen an acrobatic, such an acrobatic catch. I mean, I know Ramon's put up a few, but nothing like that in such a big spot. He, yeah. If he, if he bobbles that catch, that, that the complexion of that game turns around 180 degrees. Um, and now for the opinion, <clears throat> I think Mike fires ought to pitch tomorrow. Uh, he's earned it. Uh, He's got the maturity to to pitch in big games, so he, you know he keeps his composure and, and and stuff like that. And the third thing is that for some reason this year Chicago has been feasting on left-handers. Nothing against Sean Mania, but I, I think Fires pitches especially well in the Coliseum. Chicago can hit that ball up in the air all day long, and it's going to stay in the park because of the, because of uh, the way that uh, fires pitches that's that was it in a, in a in a nutshell well that's a very good call and and i appreciate it and uh yeah i mean the bottom line is they're 15 and 0 against teams that start a left-handed left-handed pitcher i mean at what point i mean i guess you could keep saying it at some point that streak has to end i just that's um i don't know i mean i I think I think I think Chicago's proven something when you've done it that many times. And I think also Fires is going to give you the length in a game 
if um, for some reason Mania gets in trouble, and just using him as an example, but you know, younger pitchers, they can have all the talent in the in the world, but sometimes they get in trouble in those first couple couple two three innings. Now what? You know, um, you know, you know, with fires, he's going to get you at least six uh, solid, and you can you can do the mix and match from there. Um, and I really would hate to see Chicago feast on uh, our left-handed starters. I mean, you know, and just and just blow the game out, you know, at the at the at the outset. That that would just be a horrible horrible um ending to the season i think fires gives us our best chance yeah i appreciate the phone call mike you be safe thank you very much oh not a problem just doing my job and uh you do yours thank you i'll I'll be here don't worry i'll be here take care oh oh, i i listen i listen to you guys all the time now that now that i know where to now that i know where to find you oh yeah oh that's on that that's awesome take care okay take it easy hoorah yeah, the um, the fact that people can listen to us, it's it's uh, all over on the MLB app. It's just uh, it's incredible. Let's go to Atlanta. Look at everywhere from Virginia to Cincinnati, Ohio. Adam in Cincinnati, you're on the A's Clubhouse show. Hey, Johnny. Hey, I'm happy to wait, but you guys got to fix that uh, that on hold music. I, you know what? <laughs> it's a brand new. We had to switch. By next season, we'll have a fix. You just got to bear with us for the rest of the of this season. I love it. I couldn't hear the last twenty five minutes of the show because I was on hold. But and maybe my walk was good because it got my blood pressure down. But you know, it feels so weird to have a win like that and make it feel like uh, you know I love this team so much. So I don't want to sound ungrateful or whatever. But I mean, I'm. It was a very difficult game to watch towards the end with the decisions that were made in the bullpen, and frankly. Uh, I'm concerned about, you know, what they're going to do with the starter for the next game. And I just, uh, I don't understand. I don't understand. I know that Hendricks needed to get some work in. And I don't, and if they wanted to run him out in the eighth for the middle of the order, that's one thing. But the 50 pitches makes me a little concerned when we could very likely need him tomorrow. And he looked a little rough. Wasn't a great outing for uh, Liam Hendricks. I, I can guarantee you he, uh, he's not thrilled. I mean, he's as critical, and his wife will be critical on him, as he's told us here on Ace <laughs> Cast Live. But he's a bull. He'll be ready to go tomorrow. Don't worry about that. You think he's going to be – you think with 50 pitches, et cetera, they're going to oh, throw yeah. him back in there? Oh, yeah. My, I mean, it's not, I have nothing against – I got nothing against Liam. I love Liam. I just felt – I don't – if he was a little rusty or whatever – he was probably in there a little too long, and I'm surprised we didn't have, you know, there are other arms in there. And it was just, it was surprising. Lazardo starting was surprising. The organization, for as much as they rely on data and stats, some of these decisions, you know, and matchups, and, and it just, that's puzzling to me, and it's frustrating. Well, that, that, that's, that's, that's clearly fair. I mean, that's kind of how I felt about, Jesus Lazardo being what the nineteenth yep. guy in the history of baseball to start Game One uh, of a of a playoff series at twenty two or younger. I mean, you're you're like kind of making history with a guy that doesn't really have a resume. And I keep everybody keeps telling me, "Oh, he's a great pitcher." I'm like, not yet. I think he will. Oh, be. yeah, that's your thing. 
that's the thing. He's got the stuff. He's awesome. But you look at the stats, and they're like, okay, let's not throw lefty there. That's probably not a good idea. Plus, he's young. Plus, it's not like he's been super consistent this season. If all of those things had been true, then maybe you could think, he's just rocking. He's steamrolling. He's on fire. He didn't have a last good outing, and he's, he's awesome. He's going to be a total stud. But that's just not the why. <laughs> I totally get running Bassett out there in game two because – if they lose game one, he's the stopper. And if they win game one, he's he's the finisher. So I get it. But the game one choice, that was questionable at best. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. Uh, but I think the, this one, you just had to get to the house. However got it to the house, you got it to the house, and, and you got tomorrow. And I think both Hendricks and Deekman will be available for tomorrow. All right, brother. Thanks for having me. I'll be listening, and uh, let's go, guys. Have a good walk. <laughs> I'm trying to get out of the rain. Thank you. Have a good rest of the show. See ya. Let's go to Daniel in Sacktown. Daniel in Sacramento. Uh, do I got a? Do I have a new list? Do I need to go down to a new list, Pastorino? All right. Let's go to Roger in Berkeley. Roger, welcome to the A's Clubhouse Show. Roger, you there? Yeah. Hey, how's Chris. Good. Um, yeah, you know, I got to apologize to you real quick. Uh, I'm in Berkeley, but I don't know anything about any Dave Cavill's birthdays or any um, Harvest Moon, so I don't I don't got that for you, Chris. You don't have that in your bag? No, no. See, everybody brings something to the show. So, you know, she – and I, you know, I listen to her on Ben Maller on some of the national guys. Yeah. So she's she, – they know her. She's big time. So, you know, uh, you got your own astrology. That's, that's yeah, Chris, you know, that's big. She's uh, she's done my charts, my wife, my kids. She's my astrologer. No, I know. That's that's nice. And she's always got good things to say. You know, like I like to get into the analytics or some of the more baseball stuff, you know. But everybody, you know, some of the old-time fans, you know, they're just calling in, talking about Joe Rudy's catch and all that. It's like nostalgia so everybody has something you know that they that they love about the a's and is drawing them to this this particular team and uh i just wanted to shout out like the white Sox, tim tim anderson he's a player chris eight ninth inning he comes up both at bats on hendrix he gets on base base hits yesterday top first two innings he gets on base he scores it's then you got grandal coming in smacking home runs you know justifying the contract they gave him and then and then Abreu, somebody else, uh, one of the callers, talked about um, top-heavy lineup. They got a good top five, definitely. You know, and then that angle guy killed it yesterday. So um, they got uh, Mazzara. We know him from Texas Rangers. Lefty, if we throw him in, uh, fires out there, he might get a shot. So, you know, we got we to gotta look at all these guys. You know, one game, we're all hands on deck. So we're really going to be – looking at the matchups and all of those things. So, um, But they're a tough team, Chris. They were not going away. They were like a little pesky mosquito. Well, you got to remember, I, somewhere in my notes I have it, I think it was September 18th, they were the number one seed in the American League. And then they kind of fell apart down the stretch. But let's not forget, this team, not that long ago, a few weeks ago, was the number one seed. So it's not like they stink. No, no, they're good. And, like, 
I just want to touch on that. People said coming into the season, they were talking about the Padres and the White Sox, you know, and they both those teams justified all that talk, all that prospect talk, you know, the last two years, prospect this, prospect this. We didn't know who they were talking about. But then they, these guys, some of these guys came up, and they're players. They're going to be good for a few years. You know, we got to look at we're, – we're baseball fans. We're going to be here. They're not going anywhere. So um, the, they expanded the playoffs this season, and it kind of worked out. There's depth in the American League. You look on three of those teams from the Central, those are all good teams. And then you got two teams out West and two teams out East that are good teams. And it would be perfect for baseball, Chris, if – the Tampa Bay won today, right? So they advanced, and yeah. Houston won. So then we got to advance. So then it's that rivalry, that AL West, you know, oh, cheaters, they blah, blah, blah. And then you got uh, Yankees and Rays, which is just MLB's dream, the Yankees, but we love that. So then give them what they want. And then uh, ALCS, Yankees versus A's, of course. And then World Series A's versus Dodgers. And we got we got some redemption from uh, the late 80s. You know, that home run, and uh, we want those guys. Nothing says A's Dodgers like Arlington, Texas. <laughs> oh, did you see they're going to allow people to come to the game? Have you been watching football? To- yeah, yeah, exactly. But the um, NLCS and the, and the World Series, they're going to let a very limited amount, like 11,000, come to the game. I want to go to the game, Chris. If they will let us go to the ALCS, I will drive – to um to SoCal, I will be there. No, you're not going to get in there, but you can potentially get in. I don't know how it's going to work in Texas, but I'm telling you, I'm turning on the tube every weekend, and I was watching Oklahoma against Kansas State, and they have a certain amount of people in the stadium, so I'm not surprised that in the state of Texas that there's going to be fans, some type, some amount, I don't know what that amount's going to be, of fans in the stands for the NLCS and the World Series. Thank you, Roger. I got a ton of calls I got to get to. Thank you for the phone call. Let's go to Tony in La Mesa. Tony in La Mesa, you're on the Ace Clubhouse show. Uncle Tony, good to hear your voice on the radio again, my friend. How are you? Hey, so I don't know. I'm a little uh, frustrated, man. I thought the A's were going to blow it at the end, uh, leaving uh, Hendricks in there for two innings. And uh, I I just feel like on the one hand, the bats are starting to wake up, and maybe this is what this group of A's needed to kind of get the ball rolling and go on a playoff run. But on the other hand, I feel like Melvin's decisions the last couple of years, everything he does, I feel like it backfires on him. So I don't know how to feel about tomorrow. I'm hoping he starts fires because I think that's our best chance. But, um, you know, I'm a little uneasy right now. What are your thoughts? It's a winner-take-all game. You know, winner moves on, loser goes home, season's over. You're going to be really depressed. Um, Yeah, I'm not sleeping good tonight. I'll be honest with you. I mean, this was, you know, the last two innings were a mess. But. You move on. All it was was about winning. You're in the postseason, and now in an elimination game where this core group had not been good in, they finally did it. They finally got over that hump. Now the Game 7 type feel, they need to win this. Uh But I'm not going to go to bed feeling good. I'm not going to feel good tonight. i got to be honest with you. I mean, it's it's nerve-wracking. You have to win. If you don't win, you go home. Season's over. So you think 
today's uh, with the bats waking up, that's enough to get rid of the last couple of years. I felt that the stage was too big for the hitters and they just, they didn't show up. Do you think this is going to get them on a roll? I'm hoping, I'm not saying it did, but I'm hoping that that dark cloud that's been hanging over this team, whether it was at Yankee Stadium or last year against the Rays at the Coliseum, I'm hoping it just blew away because, you know, they, they, they had grit. They, they gripped it a little tight in this situation, but they finally got that win and maybe just maybe it clears the head a little bit, relaxes them, and go out and beat these guys. You should beat these guys. What time is um, Melvin going to announce tomorrow's starter? I do not know that. We go on tomorrow, Ace Cast Live at 8 a.m., so hopefully at some point uh, we're going to have that. Who knows? They may leak it to somebody tonight, so they put it out on Twitter. But uh, he's probably going to talk. God, I want to say he talked around 9-ish today, so maybe probably around Mm -hmm. 9 in the morning tomorrow. Okay, well, cross your fingers. Let's go, Ace. Yeah, thank you very much, Tony. Let's go to Stu in Vacaville. Stu, you're on the A's Clubhouse show. Go ahead, Stu. Tony, what the heck did I watch this afternoon? My head's pounding. I was more stressful than the presidential debate. <laughs> You're killing me, but I'm so happy. I know, I know, oh I know. Oh, my goodness. That's not the way it was supposed to go. But remember, you just had to get a victory to set up for tomorrow. Just had to win the one in front of you. But, Tony, tell me. And, you know, I've, I've been on hold, so I haven't been able to hear. Um, are we overthinking things a little bit? There are times are where we... I think there, there are times where I think so. There are times where. <laughs> well, we're. Go ahead. We're on the same page then. Hey, I love the Oakland A's. I love Bob Melvin. I love the green and gold. Let's just do what we do. Let's. Oh, my head is pounding right now. It's not because I was pounding against the wall, but that was what was going to happen if we blew a 5 nothing lead and had our closer throw 99 pitches. It was incredible. Well, that, I'm not... That, to me, is kind of uh, – that's the new practice. I mean, if it, if it would have gone right, you would have had no problem with it. Is we, You know, you're starting to bring your best reliever in earlier in high-leverage situations. And I could, I could, you know, thinking along with Bob, you're, you're going to – you got that part of the lineup coming out in the eighth, and you want to you wanna throw water on these guys. Unfortunately, it didn't go that way. But there's other things that happen with how you deal with starting pitching and – why you choose who you choose, you know, what happened in New York two years ago, what happened last year with the Rays at home. I think sometimes people are overthinking it. Overthinking it. You know, we've, I've talked to you before in the treehouse. I'm a bit older than you, and even though I don't act like it, but uh, I remember Raleigh Fingers. I get it. I, I get it. It just seemed a little unnecessary today. It seems like we can trust Pettit. We can trust Deakman with a five-run lead. 
and then do what we have to do if we have to do it. I I don't know if any announcements are made for the starting pitching for tomorrow. I hope we go with fires. The guy's done what he's had to do for us. Um, last but not least, I'll leave you with this. You know what we need to do next year when we all get to come back to the ballpark, County? You know what we need? We need an Oakland A's old-timers game, brother. An Oakland A's old-timers game. Let's get on that. I would love that. I mean, you could get, I bet a bunch, I guarantee, like, Giambi would come back. Uh, Canseco would come back. Oh, my back. God. Dallas Braden would pitch. Don't tell me Burnsy wouldn't. Oh, Burns would come back. Burns, All these would... guys would come back. Hell, Braden might have an inning in him. <laughs> it kidding? would be so legit. Dallas Braden might go six. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> it would be awesome. And, you know, and the thing is, of course, we're not going to get the mustache gang there. Oh, and speaking of that, oh, what an awesome flashback of Joe Rudy making a catch up against the wall today. Tony, if that doesn't send chills up your spine, you don't like the Oakland A's baseball. <laughs> I love it, Stu. One more game. Give me a call after tomorrow. Hell yeah. Let's go. Yeah, it gets fired up. It's the postseason. Let's go to Coach and Los Alamos. Coach, you're on the A's Clubhouse Show. Coach, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. How you doing? We're doing good. Go ahead. I'm here. Hey, is this Tony? Yeah. So, uh... A's, uh, the past few years, actually, the whole Billy Bean era, they've kind of gone talent over experience. And I think this is the year for tomorrow, experience over talent. Because there's a lot of talent on the White Sox. I'd love to see Fires out there and uh, Yusmero Petit come in and, you know, use his uh, his, his magic, his, his off-speed stuff. And then I think they're going to have to run Sori out there and, you know his side arming. You know none of those guys have what they used to have with uh, with with their velocity, but they have some smarts. You know, so uh, I'd really like to see them do that uh, instead of uh, trying to run the talent game. I mean, they did that again with Lazardo. You know, 22 years old running them out there against uh, you know a pretty darn good lineup against lefties. So that's kind of what I'd like to see. I think there's a lot of people, Coach, who feel the exact same way you do. <laughs> yeah, like to see them run the run the experience. Uh, their fires hadn't been been around all these years without having some some guile, you know. And uh, boy, and you got to keep that Anderson off the bases. Boy, he's a, he's he's something else, isn't he? Uh, he can flat out then, hit. Yeah. I mean, he can flat <laughs> out hit. I mean, they got players. They, they got you know what? Everybody you're gonna face. They got game, and sitting there waiting for you now is going to be the Astros, and they know how the A's feel about them, and that'll be a heated series and, you know, so on and so on. So uh, nothing is going to be easy, but, yes, you just wonder, if you did, if you went against what you normally do, what would happen? And in business, sometimes that's a good idea. Now, you have your gut, yeah. right? You have your gut feeling. You've gone with your gut two straight years in the wild card game, and it didn't work. 
you went with your gut in the first wild card game in this series, and it didn't work. So now what do you do in this game? Are you going to go with your gut, or are you going to go with what you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I'm with you. I think you run your you run your veteran out there. He's been waiting for this for, for a lifetime. You know, he, he'll be ready for this game. You know, Fire's going to – he knows how to adjust to the – the batter swings and because uh, uh, there's some pretty darn good batters over there. You have to keep them off balance. And then uh, when Delkin's a hot hand, I, I'd use him also. So I'd probably use uh, Fires. Get it, he can probably get you into about the sixth and Petit, maybe a couple outs. And then when Delkin, a few outs. And, and Soria, he, he's kind of running on fumes, but he's, I mean, he's a side armor, and he's an over-the-top, and he he kicks you three and two every time, and he'll drop the curveball in. I mean, he's he's got 200 saves for a reason. You know, he he knows how to pitch, and then, you know, Hendricks can come in for, for three innings and uh, maybe drop a couple of couple of sliders in there because he didn't really throw a slider too much today. He was throwing the, the fastballs. And then offense, boy, they have, they have to get going. They have to get Grossman going tomorrow. He, he's kind of a, a key figure you know, in, in the lineup. So, and to have some decision, I mean, if they're going to run Pinder out there, or I, I don't know if Dunning throws hard. I don't, I don't really see Davis hitting them very well. Davis hasn't been hitting, you know, the fastball pitchers. I, I thought this would be a good matchup for Davis, you know, the, the junk baller that doesn't throw that hard and he, he takes them deep. But, um, uh, and, and you know, who needs a call out uh, was uh, Orff. Boy, that play in the ninth, I mean, it was right to him, but you're you're a rookie. I mean, he's played a little bit. He's hardly played in his career, and he's hardly played this year. You stick him out there in the ninth inning, and I'm sure he was nervous as all get out, and the ball comes right to him, and he, he made the out. Well, Coach, very observant. Uh, they do not want to have Chris Davis in the lineup when someone has really good velocity. <laughs> so you were uh, – you're dead on on that one. Hey, I appreciate the phone call, Coach. You have a great day. Okay, you too. Take care. Let's go to Gary in Platina. I hope I'm saying that right. Gary, am I saying that right, Platina? What's that? Am I saying it right, Platina? Palisidro. Oh, he well, he. That's just a total bad spelling. Then yeah, that he is on, he blew that up big time. Yeah, he's yeah, got Palisidro, it. California. Yeah, he's got P-L-A-T-I-N-A, which I don't think is very close. No, not even close. Just outside of Reading. All right. What's going on? Oh, nothing. Just trying to figure out, am I on the air now or what? Oh, yeah. You're, you're live. Oh, I didn't know that. I just was talking about starting pitching. You know, it's like I'm sitting here watching this, and I'm not going to sugarcoat Melvin or anything. It's like, you know, if we don't throw a right-hander tomorrow – I mean, Chicago's waiting for us to throw uh, Manaya. You know, they they want a left-hander, so they're twelve, thirteen, and zero, and uh, they're just waiting for that. So he better throw fires, or I don't really care who he throws, but he better throw somebody right-handed. Um, otherwise, they're just feeding off us. You know, they they just can't wait for that decision. So that's kind of where I'm at. I'm hearing callers saying, "Oh yeah, show Manaya and all that," but I don't think that's the case here. I think that we got to throw a right-hander. And uh, see where it goes, have people in the bullpen, and get ready to go. I mean, obviously this year we can't hit for whatever reason, COVID, whatever. It's kind of a weird year. And so I don't really trust our hitting. So we better have somebody that, you know, matches up with Chicago well, or it's going to be the same deal. You know, 
like last year, one and out. You know, actually, we're you know two, three game series, but it's uh it's going to be a it's going to be a quick ending tomorrow if we throw somebody left handed. You know, I just thought of something, and and you kind of helped me with it. You can sit there, and you can say, you know what, our left handed pitchers are better than the guys that they beat during the regular season. And the data says Mm -hmm. this. But here's what you're underestimating. The confidence that they have against left-handers. So now that they beat Lazardo, they're now Mm -hmm. 15-0 against lefties. So in their mind – Don't you think Manaya should have started first game? Well, no, I think a right-hander. I thought Bassett should have started first game. Right now – Me too. I, I agree. Them as a collective group have the ultimate confidence at facing left-handers. They're undefeated. They're kind of, You start a left-hander tomorrow, they're coming to the ballpark saying it's win day. Even though you're saying – Looking at chops. Yeah, you're, you, even though you're saying, well, our guys got – that's okay. You're underestimating them. You're, under, you're, under, you're underestimating their willpower and, and, and their belief in themselves against left-handed pitching if you throw a, lefter, if you throw a lefty tomorrow. That's what I think, too. I'm worried about it. I don't know what Melvin's doing. You know, I've been kind of hoping he's just going to come out and say, you know, that Fires is starting. But it's like, come on, bring it out. I mean, let these guys know, too, they're facing a right-hander tomorrow. Don't put it – you know, let's not see uh, Mania come out tomorrow. Put him in the pen. Get him ready. That's fine. But don't throw a lefty against these guys. These guys are licking their chops waiting for it. Yeah, they called it out already. Anderson before the series started when he heard when he heard Mani- when he heard uh, Lazardo he was like really that's great are they not doing that he said are they not doing their homework he called them out mm-hmm. and what did they do they beat Lazardo Mhm I mean Lazardo's awesome he's 23 don't get me wrong I love the guy but this game game 1 that was I I knew sitting down getting ready to watch the game I was like we're in trouble you know, the, the kid's awesome. He threw a couple flat fastballs down the middle, 95, you know, 2-0 and count on the one guy. I was just like, really? What the guy? 2-0, and you're already behind. Just don't even bother with it. You know, the Melvin, I, I kind of blame Melvin for it. But, uh, you know, where I'm at is hopefully Melvin sees that. I like him as a head coach, a manager. I'm not so sure. You know, I, when, when it comes to the postseason, he hasn't really got my confidence. So, We'll see what happens. All right. Appreciate the phone call. You take care. All right. Let's go to Chris in West Oakland. Chris in West Oakland, how are you? Chris, go ahead. Hey, Tony. Hey, first off, before I I get to the whole thing about the starters, you know, unlike most shows, Chris, I'm only hearing the music, so – if they've announced Mike Fires has started yet tomorrow, I haven't heard that. No. So we'll, no, we'll nothing, go there in a second. No, but, no, nothing so, has been announced. Okay, well, then let's go here. First off today, you know, first off, that catch Mark made. I heard a cup called last hour. You know, what? going back to Joe Rudy, maybe the biggest catch in a postseason game I can remember by the A's in a long time. They had just scored, you know, to go up uh, after Simeon's home run. It was a shutdown inning. And you could kind of see Bassett – Really kind of, I won't say struggle, but, you know, he, he found himself after that, and he dealt for the next four innings. And I think what's important is today, the A's scored early, and you could almost see them. And, you know, Olsen, yeah, it was an error. They, they caught a break. But you give yourself a chance when you hit the ball hard and put it in play. And it's almost like he, they got the two runs there. 
Simeon hit the homer and then Davis, you could almost see this team finally take a step back and breathe a little bit. They didn't do much the rest of the day, and it got a little hairy. But, you know, hopefully the monkey's off their back. And, and like I said, they, 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 you could just see a weight lifted off their shoulders when they scored a couple of runs. Now we're going to go to the question about tomorrow. Look, I'm going to reiterate what I said yesterday. This isn't about analytics. This is simply one thing tomorrow. Win. Win, win. That's the only thing that matters. I don't care how you get there. Nobody argued with bats at either pitching game one or today. That wasn't a decision. But four games now, the A's have had a decision where fires has seemed the logical choice. They went with Mania last year. They went with a bullpen game, which was ridiculous, in 2018. The guy has been the A's winningest pitcher. He's their best opportunity, I believe, to get deep in the game, and he's 19-5 and at the Coliseum. In my opinion, oh, and not to mention the fact that the White Sox are 15-0 and against lefties. You have to look really hard, or somebody in this organization really doesn't think this guy can win a big game, because to me, this is one of the easiest calls they've had to make. It's a no-brainer. Send the guy that's won the most games since he's been here, the most veteran pitcher. And it's like the caller said earlier, uh, what's it got to be doing to Mike Fires? I know he's the ultimate competitor. It's got to be tearing him apart to sit there on the bench, you know, three of the last four games and watch, the, you know, a starter not being able to get through the third inning. So, again, I'm tired of this analytics geek crap, spin rate and all that. Hell, the analytic geeks probably wouldn't like Greg Maddox because he didn't have a high enough spin rate. Let's go with the pitcher that gives us the best chance to win. And since July of 2018, it's not even close that Mike Fires is the guy. Anyway, Chris, thanks for letting me rant. I hope I'm here talking about a W tomorrow. But, again, if they don't go with Fires tomorrow, they're opening themselves up to a lot of second guessing again. Thank you, my friend. Talk to you tomorrow. Good stuff. Oh, there's no doubt. Now, if Manaya pitches and he pitches great and the A's win, we'll applaud it. Fires pitches great, went, applaud it. I mean, that's all that matters. I just know they're 15-0 and 0 when a lefty starts, and they want you to throw a lefty. That's the confidence they have as professional athletes and as a group. They're almost daring you. Go ahead, do it. Throw that lefty. You didn't believe it in game one, you're going to do it again in game three? We want that. It's a really interesting decision. Coming up next, you're going to hear from Bob Melvin and Chris Bassett. We've gone long today. Why? Because the A's won. It's the postseason. This is the A's Clubhouse Show presented by Budweiser. Legendary moments for a legendary logger. This Bud's for you. Oakland A's baseball. Play ball. You're all in, cheering our A's through every home run, stolen base, and Steerack 3. But when the final out is called, game time doesn't have to be over when you escape to Cash Creek Casino Resort. Cash Creek is just a short drive away for the long-needed break you deserve with our luxury spa, award-winning golf course, amazing restaurants, and, of course, world-class gaming. Cash Creek Casino Resort, proud partner of our Oakland A's. NBC Sports California, your home for postseason baseball as the A's battle their way through October. Join Brody Brazil and Dave Stewart as we follow the A's every step of the way with A's pregame and postgame live, before and after every postseason game. Wherever you are, get all the latest October Quest details, game recaps, features, videos, and more by downloading the My Teams app and going to NBCSportsCalifornia.com/athletics. NBC Sports California is your home for Oakland A's baseball.
driven, determined, resilient. Cal State East Bay students are today's creative thinkers and tomorrow's workforce for the region. Cal State East Bay is recognized as one of the most transformative college experiences nationwide, educating the new generation that questions the status quo and works together to find meaningful solutions. Apply today for our degree and certificate programs. We are not just a university, we are a community. Find yourself here at csueastbay.edu. A's fans, let's continue to do our part in stopping the spread of COVID-19. Be sure to wear a mask when you leave the house, maintain social distancing, and wash your hands frequently. Visit athletics.com resources for additional resources and information on COVID-19. Help your community stay safe by doing your part. Please stay safe. Visit athletics.com resources. That's athletics.com resources. The Lexus NX is crafted to take on the modern adventure called life. Alexa, what's the quickest route home? With Amazon Alexa compatibility and the advanced Lexus safety system, the Lexus NX is modern utility for the modern world because modern obstacles require modern solutions. See your Northern California Lexus dealer. Amazon Alexa and all related logos are trademarks of Amazon.com Inc. or its affiliates. Not all Amazon Alexa functionality is available for in-vehicle use. In business, things move quickly. You have to be ready to shift, pivot, adapt, then do it all over again. Comcast Business gives you fast, reliable internet on the nation's largest gig speed network. And now, ask how to get fast shipping with Amazon Business Prime Essentials. Whoa, that was fast. So no matter what comes next, you can do more than bounce back. You can bounce forward. Offer ends 102520. Restrictions apply. Requires qualifying Comcast Business Service. New Amazon Business Prime Essential members only. To reduce the risk of wildfires, PG&E may proactively turn off power when severe weather is forecast. Here are four ways to prepare before a power shutoff. Update your contact information at pge.com slash mywildfirealerts so we can reach you. Plan for medical needs like medications that need to be refrigerated or devices that require power. Pack or restock your emergency supply kit. Ensure backup power sources are safe to operate. To learn more, visit safetyactioncenter.pge.com. We've done it before. Round ball to the right side, steered by Phillips. Flips Ackersley. Yes, he's there in time, and the A's are the world champions. Now it's time to do it again. Join us throughout the postseason for wall-to-wall coverage on A's Cast with live shows, great podcasts, and all the action you crave. A's Cast is your destination for nonstop postseason coverage. This is A's Clubhouse. You know, I just thought, uh, thought of something that I'm going to go back to my NBA days. Because you can use other sports as an example. Remember when the Golden State Warriors under Mark Jackson called them the greatest, the greatest shooting backcourt of all time? People were up in arms like, what? You can't say that. Mark Jackson was right. And then here comes Steve Kerr. A big problem that teams had against the Golden State Warriors is that they had never gone out and defended that far away from the basket. No one had ever shot that far away from the basket in the history of the game. I mean, you got to remember, you go back like Larry Bird, 
three-point line came around, he'd shoot like one a game, even though what a great shooter he was. Everything was played inside the three-point line. And then as the years went on, it started to stretch out and stretch out and stretch out to where all of a sudden you got where the Warriors are, and Steph and Clay are shooting from places no one's ever shot before. And defenses didn't know how to defend it because – According to some insiders, players didn't want to admit it, but the further they got away from the basket defensively, they got uncomfortable. And it's like, well, if you don't go out and defend that, you're going to lose. And it just makes me think of, like, a left-handed pitcher. Like, you throw that guy out there, I hope he is nails because they're looking forward to that. They're going to feast on that. There's adjustments you need to make. I mean, clearly, Bassett throwing, and obviously he's a hot pitcher. He's the American League pitcher of the month. But do right-handers, well, I mean, the numbers prove it. I have it here for you. You want to know the difference between throwing a right-hander and a left-hander this year? So, here you go. The Chicago White Sox, as of right now, in 2020, are 21 and 26 against right-handed pitching, under 500. Against left-handed starters, they're 15 and 0. Right-handed starters, 21 and 26. Left-handed starters, 15 and 0. I don't know what the analytics are because they don't show me the data. That those numbers tell you all you need to know. A's with the win in game two, five to three. Here's the skipper, Bob Melvin, with the media after the game. Susan Slusser, we'll start with you. Bob, probably a little less comfortable their last inning or so than you guys would like, but that does end a, a kind of a long stretch of playoff frustration for your team. What's the feeling in the clubhouse after a game like that? We won. That's all that matters. Wasn't wasn't comfortable, but uh, you know, we did just enough offensively to win and uh, you know, Bassett was terrific. Just gave up a few runs at the end. What was going on with uh, Leon Merrick? He's been so reliable for you. I know he hasn't gotten a lot of work. You mentioned he might get some significant work today. Yeah, three days off for him is a lot. Um, you know, he likes to work pretty regularly. Uh, six outs is a lot, but he's our best pitcher. Um, and with the three batter minimum, sometimes that comes into play on what you're thinking. It's the middle of their order. Um, you know, Grandall certainly makes it a different game than they made him work in the in the last inning. So, you know, Jake came in, finished it off. But, uh, you know, even though he threw, what, 50 pitches today, I, I guarantee he's available tomorrow, at least for an inning. Steve Berman. Uh, Bob, what would you think of that uh, catch by Canna in the third inning and how important was that for Bassett to get into a rhythm? Yeah, momentum changer there. You know, that gets off the wall. We have a lead. Now, all of a sudden, a couple runs are in, and it's a whole different, whole different story. So uh, you could see he picked up Bass a little bit, and, you know, he ended up giving us a lot today in a, in a game where he had to. I mean, he, he had to be good today or we were going to be in a little trouble. So that's probably the game of his life. You know, he's been waiting for that game, you know, his entire life, and he, he, he responded really well. And, and what did you think about Canna doing an in-game interview throughout the fourth inning on defense? You know what? I didn't know that happened. I heard about it, but uh, I wasn't standing out there in the outfield with them. So if anybody's able to do something like that, it's probably Mark. Uh, 
Um, so yeah, it's just, you know, it's fan experience nowadays. Shana Rubin. How nice is it to get uh, contributions from Chris Davis and Marcus Simeon, especially after what they went through in the, in the regular season? Yeah, and no, you know, it's it's what we, you know, home runs are, are kind of give us our mojo. It's kind of who we've been, you know, for years now. And we haven't seen a whole lot of that recently. So, you know, Chris is in the forefront. It has been forever. And he's swung the bat recently as well as he has all year. So his first at bat was good, just a little bit in on a cutter that, that a lot of times, you know, ends up off the wall for him and then, you know, responds with a homer the next time. So it, that was, that was huge for us today. And our guys really rally around him. They pull for him as hard as anybody we have. Martin Gallegos. Hey, Bob, um, in that, uh, I think it was the seventh inning Bassett, you guys went out and talked to him and uh, he gets the next two guys out on four pitches. Um, did you kind of get the feeling that he was kind of motivated there to finish that inning? He's motivated the whole game. I mean, not only was he motivated when he was was pitching, but he was motivated on the bench when, you know, when we were scoring runs. This was a, a game we had to win. So it brings out the best and guys that compete. He's one of our best competitors. Matt Kawahara. Hi, Bob. Have you guys made a decision on a starter for tomorrow? No, not yet. We're going to go down there and talk about it right now. Melissa Lockhart. Um, when you made the decision to go ahead and keep Bassett in for the start of the eighth inning, would he have gone further than that first batter had he not given up a hit? No, you know what? I was going to give him out to out. I just, you know, with a three batter minimum, could have gone to somebody else, but Liam's our best guy. It was the middle of their order. I was going to bring him in regardless, even if I had to do something different in the ninth. So you know, Liam was going to pitch tonight. I wasn't going to sit around and wait for him to potentially have to come in a, a, even a tougher situation. Ron Krojcik. Bob, I know you said yesterday the White Sox uh, record against lefties would factor into your decision. Uh, what are sort of the biggest considerations as you contemplate who to start tomorrow? We have a lot of analytics we look at. So we'll, you know, based on what happened the other day and, and who's available and how we look at our bullpen, um, all those things will, will factor in. So, uh, you know, this, this will be a discussion here in a little bit. Susan Slusser. Um, uh, it kind of looks like you're kind of stretching your shoulder and tugging at his shoulder a little bit after hitting the wall. Uh, is, is he 100% okay after that? Yeah, he's fine. Okay. And, and throwing up the Bay Area, I'm sure you saw replays of Joe Ruby's catch in the 72 yeah, World Series. I was exactly what I thought when he, when he caught that ball. It's almost identical play, uh, just a different wall. This one's padded. I don't think the wall was padded back then. Uh, and, and I'm sure it was probably a defensive move, but just making sure LaSalle is okay. You took him out for. Uh... Yeah, you know, it's it's one of the reasons we have Orf here is because he's such a good defender. He's he's a really good shortstop. His numbers are great. You know, they had a lot of guys going the other way, and some lefties coming up who might pull it. So that was it. Lestella's good. We'll, we'll finish with Melissa Lockhart. Um, you moved Matt Olson down in the order, and even though it was technically an error, he hit that ball hard to get you going in the first inning. Was that a good at bat for him? It was a great at bat. I moved just because of lefty. He's hit fifth or sixth at times this year. Um, I, I don't know how a ball takes a hop like that and ends up being an error for me, but it was a well-struck ball and it got us going. So it was a big hit. I put it down as a hit in my scorebook. Yeah, I wanted to do also. Bob's right. And then Ken and Ray talked about how it hit the lip on the back of the infield, took a funky hop. 
that was a tough air. I mean that. I, <laughs> I mean that. The way that hit up and then kind of hit him uh, above the glove. I mean that was a tough air, and that ball was smoked. Doesn't matter. The only thing that matters, the A's got the win 5-3. to three. And one of the reasons they got the win is because they have one of the hottest pitchers in Major League Baseball. Chris Bassett is the reigning American League Pitcher of the Month. In September, he went 3-0 and with a 0.34 ERA. He followed that up. With his playoff start, seven innings, gave up one run, up, he gave up one run, only walked one, struck out five, got the win. Here he is with the media after the game. We'll start with Shana Rubin. Hey, Chris. Uh, how are you feeling after that start? And, and maybe what were your first, what were your thoughts on a Mark Canna's catch at the wall? Uh, game changer, game saver. That's automatic two runs if you don't catch it. I knew, I, I saw T.A. basically halfway to third, and I said, that ain't good. And he came up with this kind of ridiculous freaking catch and, I mean, truly saved my outing. Susan Slusser. Chris, this team has um, struggled in the postseason. You've seen some of the the postseason games here. It's been kind of a while since the win. What's the mood overall after you guys win to this one away, even if it's that kind of carry in the way going? Oh. I, I couldn't hear you that great, but the mood, is that what you said? The yeah. mood, I mean, the, I think relieved, if anything. I mean, we knew the numbers. I mean, we knew we knew the numbers. Um, so I feel like the monkey's off our back a little bit, and now it's just play baseball from here on out. Um, so, yeah, I mean, relieved. If it, I mean, excited, obviously, but relieved, if anything. Martin Gallegos. Hey, Chris. Um, in that seventh inning, uh, Scott Emerson went out to talk to you after, you know, the, the two hits, and you got out of that inning pretty quick on four pitches, um, the bullpen going. Um, how much – was there any extra motivation there? Did you kind of really want to finish that inning? Yeah, I mean, I want to finish every inning. Um, I'm just more mad about T.A.'s single. I mean, T.A.'s TA is gosh dang incredible, but – that pitch I threw dang near perfect, and he hit a single off it, which drives me insane. But, I mean, he's he's won a call batting titles, and he's world-class for a reason. Melissa Lockhart. Uh, you, it seemed like you were taking a little more time between pitches and a couple of times walked behind the mound. Were you kind of needing to collect yourself emotionally in a game this big? Yeah. <laughs> My heart rate is a little to the extreme when I'm pitching, especially – uh on a normal day, let alone a playoff game. So uh, I knew I didn't want to overthrow stuff. I knew I didn't want to, like, make mistakes because I was too sped up. So, yeah, I definitely was taking time in between things to relax myself and then obviously in between pitches to relax myself. James Ham. Hey, Chris, the uh, the bomb by Chris Davis. Uh, with his struggles this season, did that just give you guys a, a little bit more boost just watching you guys celebrate in the in the – uh dugout yeah i mean for the last month i know he hasn't played much but for the last month i mean i promise you guys in the clubhouse are like man the explosion in your bat is back and i think he's truly starting to believe it too um he has worked his butt off to kind of get back to where he was him running into the dang wall and messing his 
oblique up or ribs up affected him for quite some time. But again, uh, the last month, I mean, his BP and his at bats during the game, I'm like, you're there, like you're back, like you truly are back. So, uh, it's exciting to get him back and hopefully he just stays hot for us. Ron Krojcik. Chris, uh, how much of an advantage do you think it is to be a right-hander against that White Sox lineup? I'm sure you know the numbers. 15-0 against lefties, 21-26 and 26 against righties. Yeah, I, I mean, people want to make a big deal about it, but, I mean, you look at Zeus's outing last, last, last night or last, yesterday afternoon, he gave up an 0-2 home run and he gave up a 2-0 home run that were both middle-middle fastballs. I, I don't care if you're righty or lefty, that's a mistake. So uh, I'm pretty sure we're pretty dang confident with anyone we throw against um, the White Sox. I mean, I, I think, again, the numbers don't mean anything. I mean, this is the postseason. They don't mean anything. Um, sure. I mean, I thought they put absurd at-bats against me, and I'm a righty. And I throw a pretty dang good sinker, and they, they handled me pretty good. And then they handled Liam pretty good, too. So uh, I think the lefty idea of it all is is kind of a, a whim that they're going off of. Well, yeah, I guess that's my quick follow-up. Is is there anything about the way they go about their at-bats that, that explains those numbers? I mean, it sounds like what you're saying is they're good against either side. <laughs> they're good against either side. I don't I'm, I don't. I don't – Again, they gave me troubles all game long. I mean, obviously, the, I, I threw a good game, but, I mean, it was a dang headache for seven innings. So, uh, I think righty or lefty, it don't matter. Like, it, it don't matter. Thank you. We'll finish with Jamie McCauley. Hi, Chris. Bob, Bob talked this morning just about how he's seen you mature and evolve into this dominant pitcher. What, what has been the biggest key for you um, – thriving during this challenging season to to come out and, and pitch the game of your life today and just keep building on what you did down this down the stretch I, I mean I feel like I've, I've went for years of kind of trying to prove myself and now there's kind of expectations on my head and I'm not overdoing anything by trying to prove myself anymore um I don't mind the big expectations I don't care about that I, I could care less but when I was trying to prove myself and when I was trying to stick in the big leagues, um, I was overdoing everything. I was overthrowing. I was walking a ton of guys. I was overthrowing off speed. And, uh, yeah, just the confidence that everyone has in me has let me kind of just take a deep breath and just relax and just pitch. And that, that's basically it. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, guys. It's been Mark a lot will of be joining. It's been a lot of fun to watch him grow, knowing everything that he's been through and where he is now. Pretty dominant. It's been a lot of fun to watch. And the A's live another day. One team is going on to Los Angeles. The other team is going home. Who's it going to be? The A's or the White Sox? They take game one. The A's take game two. Who's going to pitch for the Sox? Who's going to pitch for the A's? We're like, I don't know. It's playoff baseball. It's tournament-style baseball. It's a lot of fun. It's crazy. But we will roll on, and no one has it 
covered like we do. As I say, we cover it like a Snuggie. We'll have A's total access at 11, 10 a.m. First pitch is going to be at 12, 10. We'll have A's cast live. That is going to be at 8 in the morning. Get up early. Going to have a great show for you. My man Bip Roberts is going to stop by. And that's going to be at 10 o'clock, and I've just been informed. Chris Bassett is going to join us at 8.30 in the morning, so you need to get up early. We start at 8. Chris Bassett, Seabass, will be with us at 8.30. Full coverage all day. We start at 8 a.m. It's 5.30 right now. Full coverage all day long here on A's Cast and the A's Radio Network. A's with the win, 5-3. You've been listening to the A's Clubhouse Show presented by Budweiser. Legendary moments for a legendary logger. This Bud's for you. We'll see you all tomorrow at 8 o'clock. Be safe. Have a good night. We'll see you tomorrow right here on A's Cast and the A's Radio Network. You're working from home. So how do you connect with coworkers and clients? With Ring Central the number one global communication solution for business. RingCentral makes talking, texting, collaborating, and video calls easy. And it's all on one platform. And when we say everyone should be connected, we mean it. It's why we're giving RingCentral free to educators, health providers, and nonprofits. Learn more at ringcentral.com. Welcome to the new RingCentral. At Roundtable Pizza, we know what you expect from a great pizza. For over 60 years, we've been hand-rolling our dough daily and using only the finest ingredients, like real California cheese and sauce made in-house. Enjoy six free garlic parmesan or cinnamon twists when you download our new Roundtable Pizza Royal Rewards app via the App Store or Google Play. Or sign up online at roundtablepizza.com rewards. Roundtable Pizza Royalty. Hit well, back is Upton, at the track, at the wall, and out it goes for Steven Piscotti. A two-out, three-run blow. Thank you for joining this exclusive presentation of Oakland A's Baseball. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics.